I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Great Scott! It's me, the Doc. I know you were probably expecting Obi-John to open this episode... Uh, but we're mixing things up. We're uh, shaking things around. We're covering it in a sort of green gelatinous ooze. We'll get it's to good, that. It's a good we'll, word. We'll, it rolls off the tongue. Ooze. 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 We'll get to that. We'll get to all that. <laughs> uh, welcome to this week's uh, Nerd Alert. It's going to be tubular. Uh, radical. Radical. Bodacious? Uh, bodacious? Yeah. It's gonna be excellent. All but of course, I can't I can't handle this by myself. Uh and and in fact I'm only doing the intro duties this week because like I said, we're just sort of mixing things up. And so uh, first, let me introduce the Leonardo of our group, our fearless leader, the only one carrying weapons that are actually like physically deadly. Other than just sort of being bludgeoned by them, it's Obi John. Hello there. Uh, yeah, so we're doing things differently this week. So I am here to be your Commander Scott for a moment, just a moment though. Just to, I can't take the full responsibility. I'm just here for the moment. Uh, I'll, you know, the topic already because you clicked on this episode. Uh, so this week's nerdy fact is coming from me, and and I'm tying it into this week's main topic. So you may know a lot about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I suspect you do because that's why you're listening to this show. But did you know? This is something. Sorry, sorry. Let me back up. I learned something recently. Uh, came across. <laughs> came across it, my feed. Came across within the last few. Yeah, yeah. Days, months, uh, years. I bought. I bought decades. this whole book a couple years ago about the history of the Ninja Turtles franchise, and I learned it from reading that. Uh, but did you know? That the origin of the Ninja Turtles, specifically, I mean, the origin of the turtles within the original comics, is a tie-in to Marvel's Daredevil. No. So, in the comics, Daredevil, excuse me, Matt Murdock gets his powers because he gets uh, some kind of toxic chemical spilled on him. And when they were when when Laird and Eastman were creating it, um, they they came up with the idea of well, what happened to that canister of stuff after it splashed in Matt Murdock's face? Oh, it what if it rolled down a sewer drain and landed on some turtles and it yeah. turned them into so that's where yeah the the ooze canister um, 
came from that. And it doesn't stop there because the turtles are trained to be fearsome fighting teens by Splinter. Whereas Matt Murdock is trained to be a badass ninja by Stick. Uh-huh. It doesn't end there because who, what organization do the turtles fight against? The Foot Clan. And what organization of red-clad ninjas does Daredevil fight against? The Hand. So, in their minds, (laughs) Ninja Turtles is what happens just off the panel of Daredevil. (laughs) Hey, by the way, over here, we had this happen. If you look just to the left of the panel, you'll see the Ninja Turtles happening. (laughs) Now I I want a crossover comic between the Ninja Turtles and Daredevil. Where, like, it's like a broken panel. Where it just sort of, like, off to the one side is the Ninja Turtles happening. Break, breaks the fourth wall of, of it's the like, panels, yeah. What the hell are you doing here? No, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. enough with the, the Ninja Turtles-Batman crossovers. Give us a Ninja Turtles-Daredevil crossover already. Right, the crossover that this podcast deserves but doesn't need. Wait, no. The one that we need but don't deserve. I don't no, that's know. Batman again. <laughs> oh, all right, 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 right. Sorry. So uh, there's your nerd fact. You can go and impress your friends with that. Well, uh, thank you, Obi John. That is in fact a nerdy little factoid. That is probably not a factoid at all, but it's fine because it's been so long since I've learned the definition of factoid. I forgot what it is. <laughs> anyway, helping us along the way. Is uh, the sciency normally sciency nerdy one? I, I guess he does machines. The oh, Donatello of our group, Commander Scott, Bossa Nova, <laughs> Chevy Nova, <laughs> fight, Bossa Nova. Uh, I was gonna pick a uh, fight. Oh, oh, all I know is. Pizza dudes got 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Down here. <laughs> what Wise does the man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay a full price for late pizza. What what is the he cause it's something it's, and a half, and he's like 32 10 and an eighth or something like eight. that. Yeah. He's like, what the hell? Where the hell is this at? I love that one. Well, thank you, Commander Scott. That that definitely does help out i guess that makes me the sort of strange crossover amalgamation of Raphael and michelangelo it depends on what mood you're in buddy (laughs) that's fair (laughs) normally you're a pretty jovial mikey but sometimes you get straight wrath that's that's fair that's very fair (sighs) yes so we are here to bring you Ninja Turtles, the the state of the Ninja Turtles, is that right? State State of the franchise. of the franchise, yes. State of the franchise, Ninja Turtles. This is where my job has come to a conclusion because, as you all know, if you're regular listeners, John does the research in this group. Nerd. Does that make him April O'Neil? Oh, burn. Where's your have, yellow jumpsuit? I have, I have a khaki jumpsuit, and I'm I'm kind of a ginger. Does that count? <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so we haven't done one of these in a while. So if this is your first time checking out a State of the Franchise episode, here's what we're going to do. In a nutshell, in a turtle shell, we're going to break down the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as an intellectual property. We're going to discuss in three sections. Number one, what we've already gotten from the franchise. The highs, the lows, and everything in between. Then we're going to take a look forward at what we know is coming uh, from this franchise. And then we're going to finish it off with what we, as nerds who consume IP, actually want to see from this franchise. So that's basically what we're going to do today. But before I get started with that, I want to ask everyone on the show a question. Uh, Because I think this is a very important question. This is a great icebreaker for many reasons. You can borrow this at home. Forget astrological signs and compatibility tests and any shit like that. If you're meeting somebody, whether it's a new coworker, a first date, whatever, here's the question you should ask. And this is the question I want to pose to my co-hosts before we jump in today. Boys, who's your favorite turtle? Uh... Scott, you want to go first? Oh, I'm pretty sure that question has already been answered for me this this show. Well, we compared you to that character, but are you confirming that is in fact your favorite character? Oh yeah, yeah, 100. percent Yeah, there's there's no doubt. There's you know, Donnie. I when I went to when I went to quotes, I went to his. Love Donnie. You gotta love Donnie. He's he is... the Egon of the group. You don't get anything cool without him. It's true. You want a party van? You you gotta go to Donnie. You want the weird blimp thing? You gotta go to Donnie. Jay? Uh, Mine actually is Raphael. Uh, I've always been a fan of Raph. Uh, I feel like he's the misunderstood one. He's he's got a, a creamy nougat center if you can get past his hard shell. No pun intended. Um... But, like, it, I liked him in the cartoon. I liked him in the movies. Well, the first two movies, anyway. I will uh, get to he, that. Don't worry. He's kind of got this, like, he's he's got this sarcastic sense of humor that I just, I, I guess, understand and have the same sort of view on a lot of things. Yeah, he throws temper tantrums every once in a while. I mean, I and like you said, I can, too. Um well, like uh, his whole interaction with Casey Jones in the first uh, movie mm-hmm. is one of my favorite interactions. And actually, the, you know, we mix things up, but and I didn't want to tell Scott what my quote was. But um, if it was good, if I was going to do the quote, mine was going to be a Jose Canseco bat. Please don't tell me you paid money for this. That's not the quote. It's tell me you didn't pay money for this. There's no please don't tell me you paid money for this. Hey, you know what? He lit too, okay? That's all I'm saying. It's, 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 uh, God. <laughs> Your class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jay nailed it this week because he called me the Leo. And yeah, Leo is my favorite turtle. So sorry. He's, he's blue, which is always like my go to favorite color. Uh, he gets the coolest weapon and he's the leader of the group. I don't know what it's not to like. It's the same reasons I love Cyclops, only without the ninja swords. Um, Ooh, so there you go. <laughs> Cyclops with ninja swords. There's an image for you. Yeah, I'll make it happen sooner or later. 
Yeah. See, now, had you told me that was going to be your quote before the show, Jay, then I could have had, you know, when, you know, Martha called in way back when <laughs> did the quote. I could have had that queued up. Yeah. We'll plan ahead better next time. Alas, poor Yurik. I knew thee well. You're on fire with quotes tonight, aren't you? I'm steamrolling right over that. Okay. <laughs> so, I am going to speed through some of this stuff, because there is a lot to cover. That being said, boys, at any point in time, please jump in and add your thoughts, comments, questions, whatever. Uh, but we're going to go through, as briefly as I can, the history of the Ninja Turtles. So, started with two guys, Kevin Eastman, Peter DeLayard. It was created in 1984. The first issue of the comic was self-published by the two of them uh, out of Mirage Studios. The name Mirage, is it was meant to be ironic because the entire idea of them having a studio was a Mirage. It was two desks pushed together in uh, uh, Laird's apartment. They self-published their first print of 3,000 issues for Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> Excuse me using uh, tax returns and a loan from one of their uncles to get the money to publish 3,000 issues. Those 3,000 issues massively sold out. Uh, it became a hugely popular comic. Um, I did not get sales numbers, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I meant to look up what a, a, a uh, graded copy of <laughs> one of the original 3,000 issues goes for, and I forgot to. My bad. I got distracted by the mountain of Turtles history to get through. Uh, but from 84... We then jump to the next big year for Turtles, 1987. The two licensed the IP to Playmates to make toys. Uh, from 1988 to 1992, Playmates sold an estimated $1.1 billion in Ninja Turtles toys. I'm pretty sure they, I had all four Ninja Turtles. Me, the, the, Turtles was one of those lines where my parents bought stuff for me and my brother because we were both kind of into it. Yeah. And then over time, he quit liking it, and I just took everything. I'm, so, I'm pretty sure I had... Uh, which one was the Rhino? Bebop or Rocksteady? Rocksteady. I'm pretty sure I had Rocksteady. I think my brother had Bebop. Um, we definitely had Shredder. I had all the first wave, but I don't know... I don't remember who got what figure. Because again, yeah. I just, eventually I just took them all over. Um, yeah, the, the the Turtles line was third, the uh, third best selling toy line after GI Joe and Star Wars. So, yeah, not too shabby. Um, the same year, an animated series was created specifically to help sell the toy line. Uh, the first five episodes are an animated miniseries. Uh, that's all it was intended to be. It was five episodes to air in syndication to help get kids aware that these were a thing and to go buy the toys. And then by popular demand, the show was produced into more episodes. Uh, it ran from 1987 until 1996. Jesus. I didn't know it ran that long. It was on for almost 10 years. Um, but uh, in 1990, at the height of the turtle craze, we got our first live-action movie released from New Line and Golden Harvest. Yes, New Line, the house that Freddy built, made a Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, it was, uh, and, and, and that's where I want to pause and, and spend a minute uh, because this movie is amazing. Am I, am I wrong? Like, I love this movie. This is still the best Ninja Turtles movie ever made. Anyone yes. disagree? I no. Okay. 
it's got it's got everything you want. It, it's got physical practical turtles built by the Jim Henson <laughs> Creature Shop. Um, it, it 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 nails the personality of the turtles, and and it's it's this perfect mashup of the comics and the cartoon. Um, because something we really haven't talked about is is the the comics and the cartoon very different. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the comics, so the the, the first comic uh, w- w- was published with no intention of ever doing an issue two, and it was done as like a parody of the big trend in comics at that point, which was like the ninja craze. So things like uh, uh, Daredevil and Ronin from um, Frank Miller and and that kind of thing, and it was done as like. If you don't, if you're not hugely familiar with Frank Miller, think Sin City because that's his his baby. It was a a parody of comics like that, and it was done very. This is going to sound weird, but it'll make sense. Very Liam. Uh, uh, um, my mind is blanked. Scott, the guy from Naked Gun. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Thank you, Leslie Nielsen. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Well, right, right before you asked, you you had started to say Liam, and that that, that. yeah. That that derailed my brain. For I him. was about to say Liam Neeson, and my mind was like, "That's not right, John." Although I want to see Liam Neeson in Naked Gun now. I do too now. Damn it! Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I anyway. have a very particular set of skills. Sorry. <laughs> That's what. So what I mean by that is, the the comic is written very straight and very serious and very like grim dark, uh, but. The people giving this narration are anthropomorphic mutant teenage turtles. Like that's the joke is like they take it deadly serious, but this is friggin' ridiculous. Uh, the violence is cranked up to eleven. Spoiler: at the end of issue one, they kill the shredder. He he gets impaled by Leo and thrown off a roof by I think Donnie, um, because again they never planned on there being an issue two. Uh, April O'Neil isn't even in the first issue. She didn't come in until until issue two of the series. Uh, but for the movie, they licensed the comic, not the cartoon show. So they sprinkled in elements from the cartoon show because the cartoon show took the comic and had to make it kid friendly, and that led to a lot of changes. It led to the different color bandanas because in the comic they were blah, black and white to begin with. But when they did start colorizing the comic later, they were all red bandanas. The cartoon gave them all different colored bandanas and it gave them the, the first initial of their name on their belt buckle uh, and kept the unique weapons to make sure kids could differentiate the turtles. Um, which is funny because if you watch the series long enough, the kids might have known the difference between the turtles, but the animators didn't always keep them straight. So you hear one turtle voice coming out of the wrong turtle uh, a lot on the show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear him talking like, that's not what Raph sounds like. <laughs> um, Just today, yeah. kids. And then every once in a while, a, a random yellow bandana turtle will show up. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, so a lot of changes. And Bebop and Rocksteady are characters that we created just for the cartoon. They were not in the comics originally. Um, so the 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 first movie tries to blend the California surfer talk and the pizza loving and the colored bandanas and balance that with the harder edge of the comic. 
And that's why I think the 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 original 1990 movie is still the best because it it hits like a perfect balance. If you were a kid and watched the cartoon show, you could watch the movie and, and it didn't feel awkward or out of place. And if you've read the comics, it follows the the, the storyline from that first comic very closely. Uh, and it, yes, granted, we're not impaling people and there's not blood everywhere, but it doesn't shy away from the violence. The first movie, and, anyway. And Shredder does get thrown off a roof. He sure does. Into the back of a garbage truck, which might be an even worse way to die. Yeah. Also, uh, John, I don't know if yeah. you know this, but the yellow bandana uh, Ninja Turtle uh-huh. is actually Picasso. Oh! Uh, it's He's kind of all over the place. Ha! <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> thank you, Scott. Thank you. Right. I mean, Donnie. Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> uh, uh, needless to say, uh, the movie on a budget of thirteen million raked in two hundred and two million dollars worldwide in nineteen ninety, making it the fourth highest movie of the year, and at the time, the highest grossing independent movie of all time. I wonder what the other three were in nineteen ninety. Uh, it was Batman, Indy, and something else. Huh. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Any anything else to chime in on with, with the first movie? I don't mean to steamroll past it, but um, I don't remember when I saw it. It definitely was not 1990, though. Oh, okay. Uh, he didn't see. I want to say three. He saw Turtles 3 first and then. No, actually, this one I went in order. Um, Okay, good job. I want to say it was on VHS or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't know when the second one came out, but I had seen the first one before the second one. Okay. And I want to say I saw the second one in theaters. We'll get to that in just a minute. Don't worry. So, with with this one, this is. This is one of those uh, situations, in in my opinion, where the people who who started this, you know, they did this first movie. They 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 knew what they were doing and they knew how to do it right to appeal to a broader selection of audiences than just the kids for the cartoon uh, uh, and such. Because you got a you have a really really good story, you know, with with Raph being um, well basically in a coma uh, and everything, and it's a uh, while it might not be a, a coming of age story for all the turtles, it, it most definitely is the the Leo story where he becomes the leader of the team. You know, yeah, because I I love that that whole movie is great. It's it's just great story structure, uh, and, and everything, um, and uh, it's it's and and just to give us a segue into the 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 next one, it's one of those situations where the next one suffered from well mom's getting involved oh yeah uh before we jump to that that i just want to dovetail off scott like yeah you're, you're 1000 percent great like the first movie treats the turtles as characters yes they have arcs they change and grow throughout the movie they are the central characters of the movie granted mikey and donnie may not get the biggest arcs those two always seem to get kind of shortchanged in, in uh in favor of leo and raf getting more development Very but they're still given development as characters. They're, they're not treated as a, a visual effect. Um, and, and I think Scott is right with his, his, um, his, his uh, 
that they tried to appeal to more than just the kids. Uh, keep that in the back of your head as, as we go through these. Because like I said, so the first one, huge success. Uh, came out like prime turtle craze era. So uh, not wanting to miss a beat, New Line Cinema, the movie that put out six Nightmare on Elm Street movies in seven years, uh, did not waste time. 1991, we got Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, which had a much lighter tone. No Casey Jones. Uh, the turtles were not allowed to use their weapons at all, which leads to that opening scene where Mike is using like sausage links instead of nunchucks and Nerf baseball bats and, you know, a yo-yo because we can't have them use their actual weapons. Yeah. Now, it, it, it makes for some great comedic action scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does. But there's no serious story in this movie at all. This is this is all cartoon action scenes and everything. At least not is, like you got in the first one. Yeah, and it's a shame because uh, again, in doing research, I learned what some of the intended storyline was, and I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But uh, it, it could have been amazing. Um, but as kids, we were hyped because in the second movie, we got bad guy mutants. And right now, if you haven't seen this, you're thinking, oh, well, clearly it must be which two bad guy mutants? Bebop and Rocksteady. Wrong. Sorry. 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 Oh, Remember yeah. when I said that the, the first movie licensed the comic book, not the cartoon? Yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady were created for the cartoon. They did not have the rights to okay. use Bebop and Rocksteady. And I remember I remember when this movie was coming out, because we, you know, I'd seen the first one uh in theaters and everything. And I I mean, you know, my like my, my friends and I, we were stoked about the next one coming out. And you know, this was in the age before you had 17 teaser trailers and 32 trailers in the months leading up and you know then you had you know uh, 175 different youtubers and stuff generating content off of those well, teasers and trailers yeah there was no internet so there was no internet yeah uh so literally we had to we we, we got um um like screenshots and and stuff printed in like you know magazines and things yeah Starlog oh, hey, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Starlog stuff like that, and we we'd see and we saw the pictures of Toka and Razor, and but of course their names weren't revealed yet because they were, you know, they weren't going to spoil that. And uh, yeah, we were we were we had huge debates over which one was Bebop and which one was Rocksteady because they didn't quite look like they did in the cartoon, right? But we knew it was a live action movie too, so they might not look exactly. We're just oh, well, this one must be Rocksteady. Yeah, this one must be. You know, so. Well, I'll do you one better, Scott. I didn't even get access to those magazines. Yeah. Because they had scary things in them and I wasn't allowed to buy them. Yeah. So all, all I had to go on was the teaser poster, which had the turtles front and center. And then in the foreground, just two big shadows looming over them. Oh, yeah. Which I, as a child, assumed must be Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> nope. Toka and Razor. And look. Toka and Razor are not necessarily bad. The suits look pretty good. Yeah. They they look like big, creepy, bad guy but, yeah. mutants. But, and then they talk. Uh, yeah, and, and, and everything they do is just more cartoonish buffoonery that... I don't know. I mean... Babies. <laughs> you gave me babies. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite thing, and I believe 
Obi John was the one who said it was like, so instead of getting Bebop and Rocksteady, a Warthog and a Rhino, we get Toka and Razar, a dog or wolf, and another turtle. Yep, but he wasn't Slash. <laughs> like... Was Slash, <laughs> which is like swinging a miss, guys. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. Th- this has been the debate on the schoolyard for years. Um, and eventually, I think they did put Tokar and Razor in the cartoon at some point. Um, I might be wrong about that. But but look, no matter how you slice it, we were let down by it. Because we want to be about and Rocksteady, and it wasn't. And, and and they did their best to work with the constraints that was put on them. Again, the suits look great, and they could have been big and scary and intimidating and given the turtles a reason to actually use their weapons. But again, we don't want to make the moms mad, so let's give them the intellect of children to make them jokes. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and I, th- I thought wasn't there a there was an organization or something that kind of basically led the charge and petitioned moms who hate fun and ruin everything for kids. Yes, that organization. Yes. Yeah, the same uh, people who try to get uh, Marywood children canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 pretty much launched a campaign uh, that really influenced, I think, the early production of of the the second movie. Yes, yeah. uh, very much so. Um, and then we hit just the peak of huh this just just the peak of of 90s okay because in the third act when we're rushing towards our conclusion we stop in the middle of a club on a pier so we can have a musical number by vanilla ice go ninja go ninja go Go, 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 Ninja, go, 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 go. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Ninja rap lives, man. Ninja rap is awesome. Look, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Ninja rap is awesome. (laughs) I Um, had a babysitter who had a big crush on Vanilla Ice, so she would let me watch Ninja Turtles as much as I wanted, as long as I called her in when Vanilla Ice came on. So I watched Turtles 2 a lot. But as a kid in the theater, you're kind of like, what are we doing? What's, what are we are we are we gonna fight? No music music video. Okay, we're just gonna dance on stage. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> props to the No Eyes for just ad libbing that entire song. Apparently. Oh. Well, the the turtles break into the club and he uh, stops whatever he's performing and then and then just starts getting his crew back into it. Like, no, no, man, give me a beat, give me a beat, and then just lays out the whole rap off the top of his head. Go ninja, go ninja, go go. Um. It's freestyle. Yeah. For the record, John. Yes. Yes. Toka and Razar only appeared once in the seventh season of the cartoon series. In 1993, they were featured in the season seven episode Dirk Savage Mutant Hunter. Sure. Like I said, they were on the show. I just, I looked it up because I was curious and I just wanted to let you know. I appreciate that. Um, but look, uh, this movie, as originally planned and what ended up, uh, were kind of different. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of a Ghostbusters 2 situation. Um, would you like to know what the storyline was going to feature? Yes. So originally, it was supposed to be revealed. So the movie is called Secret of the Ooze, right? What uh-huh. secret gets revealed about the Ooze? Exactly. There is none. What it was supposed to be is that the Ooze is alien 
Oh. And the scientist <laughs> was supposed to be Baxter Stockman. Oh. Who, in various versions of the script, may or may not have been revealed to be an Utron. A.K.A. the alien race that Krang is one of. Which would set up the third movie, bringing in Krang and the Utrons to, and, to cap off a trilogy. And Buckaroo Banzai and his oscillation over Thruster. Of course, yeah. Because why not? That didn't happen, though. Uh, in 1993, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Which, if I might, just for a moment... It's not called Turtles in Time! <clears throat> Sorry, that's all I have to say. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yeah, Turtles in Time, yeah, Turtles yeah, in yeah. Time. That's a video game! The movie is not called Turtles in Time. It's called Ninja yeah. Turtles 3. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Turtles Got time. it. Because they go it. through time. They're Turtles we, in Time. We get it. Yeah. You don't have to convince us. We know. Yeah. You're so emphatic, but we agree with you. It is that Turtles is in Time. Literally, the only note I have for this is that it is not called Turtles in Time because it has been incorrectly called that for years, and it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. That's not what it's called. Uh, it is such a bad movie. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say this: twenty-one million dollar budget, forty-two million dollar gross worldwide. <sighs> yeah, something about samurais and a time traveling lantern. I don't know. I, Look, turtles as samurais maybe could have worked, but like to follow up the last movie, we're jumping right to that. Okay, and we're gonna bring back uh, 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 Elias Cotis, but sort of as Casey, but not really as Casey. I mean, he's Casey, but Casey's not really there. He he plays C- Cutter Carter. Yeah, I don't it. It was funny. You, you know, I, I completely forgot that he was actually in the movie. Oh, he does nothing. He wears his mask in like one scene. Because, you know, he's violent and parents don't want that. Not even a, a cameo from Musagi Yojimbo. Like, yeah. But that's okay, because that was not yet the low point of the Turtles franchise. Well... So there is before we so we've got the three okay. yeah. the way before yeah. we completely leave the nineties the eighties and nineties behind for the franchise well, still in the nineties oh you may have forgotten this existed uh, probably I don't know what you're talking about nineteen ninety seven when uh, Eastman and Laird teamed up with Saban Entertainment creators of the Power Rangers to bring us the stellar TV show. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation The live action Ninja Turtle show That's not there, a, that is there was a live action Ninja Turtle show It's the debut of the Fifth Turtle Venus de Milo The this girl is, turtle This is literally news to me I, I don't think I've ever heard of this in my life It gets rid of Shredder in the first episode And replaces him with a magic dragon dude Nope The not turtle really. man is a hummer this is not a thing. This is a thing. Look it up. Uh, I know it's a thing because Kevin Laird has gone on record as saying it is his single greatest regret regarding the Ninja Turtles. Wow. Uh, it, it, it directly 
led to sort of the final nail in the coffin of the split between Laird and Eastman. Uh, but that is the last thing of the 90s. That is the low point of the Ninja Turtles franchise. And that I, decade, 87 to 97, just, just right off a cliff. I disagree as it being the low point, but I'm sure we'll get to that. You haven't watched the show, so. Well. It gave us our first Ninja Turtles Power Rangers team up crossover, though, with Power Rangers in but, space. But did it have a sewer that led to New York City from the mountains? I haven't watched every episode, so maybe. <laughs> Go Stat, ahead, Scott. Look, yeah, we were, yeah. Say, before we leave the 90s. Well, actually, it's, it's, it's the 80s, but the 80s, 90s okay, sorry. era, you know, because because there, there is some classic era, the classic era, because there is something of the turtles that I actually enjoy that very few people know exist. And I'm uh... sure I'm the only one of the show that actually knows it exists uh, or even has seen it. Is it is it a live tour? No. OK. Now, it has nothing to do with that at all. It actually predates the cartoon. Because I, I, I was intentionally skipping over the coming out of their shells tour. Oh, the coming out of their shells tour? Yeah, I think I remember. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. No, no, okay. no. Okay. What you got, Scott? No, I'm talking about the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game, which was a thing. Oh, the one you got uh, last year from IDW? Yeah, that one? Yeah. No. no. That's a board game. Oh. And I thought was, you got a role-play game. That was like three years ago. No, no, I don't oh, Okay. My knowledge, there's no no current Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role playing game. If there is, I haven't found it yet. Uh, a crime. But uh, no, in uh, 1985, uh, there's a there's a company called Palladium, uh, which is owned by a gentleman named uh, Kevin Siembieta. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, never have. Um, and it, the 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 big claim to fame with uh, uh, Palladium is uh, uh, riffs and uh, uh, their their fantasy system, which I think is just called Palladium. But um, uh, they did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, role playing game in 1985. So it it hit right before the Turtles cartoon hit, and the Turtles just blew up and got you know huge. Um, and it was directly licensed from the comics. So it followed the comics. So, uh, you know, you could it, it was actually called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Uh, and, and you could create your own mutant character. Um, but, you know, turtles and rats were not the only options for for, for mutated characters. Uh, they had a huge list of animals that you could mutate in a variety of ways between intelligence, human looks, functioning hands, bipedalism, etc., uh, some animals allowed uh, access to different varieties, most notably like dog breeds, cat breeds, things of that nature. You could have uh, different things. You, it had rules for creating new animals, like the character creation. They, they even had access to psionic powers. Uh, Scott. And, yeah. Could I be a wombat trained in Krav Maga? Yes, you could. Can I be called Combat Wombat? Yes, you could. Yes! <laughs> Most Jesus. definitely in this role-playing game, you could. Um, uh, <laughs> it, it, the, the campaign setting for it mirrored the comic books uh, and provided stats for the Turtles and Shredder, uh, you know, and everything. There were some adventures. There were there were several stuff. There, there were several uh, 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 other books that were printed for it. But, however, one of the reasons I bring it up 
in addition to I just want to be weird and be the only person that has actually played this. Um, uh, according to Kevin Siembieta, whatever, however pronounces his name, um, the 1987 television series and live action movies, um, which made considerable changes to the Turtles universe, of course, because they changed things from the comics, is what killed this game. It had a severe negative impact on the popularity of the role playing game. Uh, and in an interview, uh, uh, he claimed that the depictions of the turtles and other media made them seem so childish that, quote, no self-respecting teenager, even if he thought the Turtles were cool or the Ninja Turtle game was cool, was going to be caught dead playing it. So our sales plummeted from 50,000 copies in a year to 12,000 copies the next year, and then that dropped to 6,000. Yeah. He, he blames the cartoons in the movie for directly killing his game. Scott. Damn cartoon. First of all, Thank you for sharing that. That's why I love having you on this show. Thank you. Second, please tell me you have a copy of this somewhere. Uh, I do not, actually. Uh, okay. well, actually. I don't have a physical copy. I, sh- I do believe I have it on uh, PDF. That'll, that'll do. I have a PDF copy. Um, I, I think I used to have a copy of several of the books, or at least somebody I knew did years ago, because I have played it. Um. But I was looking on on eBay, you know, just to see kind of what the app. Yeah, what what's that go for now? Right now, uh, so the cheapest I can find a copy of the core book is sixty. Uh, looks That's like not terrible. Around ninety. Yeah, but it's not that thick of a book. <laughs> what is a what is a graded copy of Ninja Turtles number one from eighty four go for on eBay? Oh hell, I don't know. While you're looking that up, third, thank you for the beautiful segue because. The guy who made that game, not the only person who's mad about the TV show Ruining the Turtles. Okay. So we talked about the next mutation, how it took some, uh, we'll call them creative swings. Um, Eastman hated the show. Eastman hated the cartoon. Eastman hated pretty much everything Turtles-wise after that first movie. Uh, for diluting the brand and and taking it in a weird direction it never should have gone in. So much so to the point that in 2000, he sold his share of the IP to Peter Laird. So in 2000, Laird is now the sole owner and, and, and runner of the empire of Ninja Turtles. Dun, 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 yeah. I'm so... Uh, I'm going to rapid fire this next bit. 2003, from 4Kids Entertainment, we get a new animated series, which ran for seven seasons. Uh, This show, called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, was a really good combination of the OG comics and the newer Turtles we kind of know and love. Um, It had, the thing I'll always remember it for is that in 2009, um, to celebrate one of the the, the anniversary of, of the Turtles franchise, they did a big TV movie called Turtles Forever, uh, predating all the multiverse of madness shit Marvel's up to now. Uh, it had a cross rip thing where the 1980s animated Turtles appeared in the 2003 animated series. All the original voice actors came back. Um, so we got to see the 80s Turtles and the 2003 modern Turtles interacting, and it's friggin' priceless. Uh, if you've not seen it, it's like an hour and 20 minutes of just sheer 
greatness. Um, check that out. Uh, but in 2007, we get our next movie, the CG animated film titled TMNT from a now defunct studio called Imagey Animation Studios. It was a semi-sequel to the original three movies in that it was meant to be within the same universe, but other than a few lines of dialogue and some helmets on a shelf, it doesn't directly reference those movies. Um, This movie had a great voice cast. Chris Evans, Patrick Stewart, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, the late Mako, uh, Zhang Ziyi, uh, James Arnold Taylor, who was the animated voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Nolan North, who is your favorite guy in every video game you've ever played, uh, were Leo and Raph, respectively. Two things I want to say about this movie. Number one, the fight on the rooftop in the rain between Leo and Raph. Amazing. One of the best Turtles moments in anything. Love it. And number two, uh, this movie helped me uh, score with a girl who's now my wife. So thank you, TMNT. <laughs> Our first date, we go back to my place, which was my parents' house at that point. And I say, hey, pick out a movie. And out of all the hundreds of titles I own, because you know me, I, I, I own lots of movies, she picked TMNT. And during the part when the Jersey Devil is going crazy in the restaurant, that's when I laid my move on. I'm like, hey, if this gets too scary, let me know. I can distract you. So thank you, TMNT. In fact, at our wedding, when we were introduced as, you know, and now for the first time ever, uh, uh, Whitney and John Peacock, yay, we walked in with Ninja Turtles bandanas to the Ninja Turtles theme song. Because Ninja Turtles is a core bedrock of our relationship. So at the beginning of the show, when I told you when you're on a first date, ask a girl who's your favorite turtle. Number one, her answer is very important because that's your c- compatibility. If you're a Leo and a Raph, you might have some problems there. And number two, if she looks at you and goes, what do you mean turtle? Get up, walk away. <laughs> uh, TMNT, anybody else? Uh... I I have actually never seen TMNT. It's really good, honestly. Plot's a little convoluted, but it's good. I always meant to. I just never have gotten around to it, and I always forget about it. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, that exists. And then, yeah. yeah. Probably why it only made $95 million. Okay. So, first of all, I haven't seen it. it, Actually, I do have an update on what you asked me, but there was something else here. Okay. So, I was looking to see where TMNT might be uh, streaming, because I haven't seen it. Because I've not really seen much past the 90s movies. And Okay. The, the other ones we'll talk about in a minute, but um, I hopped on Amazon just to see if I could find TMNT on Blu-ray, right? And yeah, there is. There's a there's a there's a there's a a, a Turtles four pack on Blu-ray uh, for pretty good. It's got the first three Turtles movies uh, plus TMNT, right? Mm-hmm. But the the packaging for Turtles three does have the subtitled Turtles in Time nice. because when they dumped it out on DVD, they put the wrong title on it. <laughs> It's now canon. That Love it. Now the name of this movie is now what that movie is called. So we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have Teenage Mutant Ninja, Min, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze, yep. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three: Turtles in Time. Love uh, it. And, and actually, they gave Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a subtitle too. Oh. Yeah. The original the movie? movie. Oh, the movie. <laughs> the original movie. Yeah, because yeah. you can print whatever shit you want on a DVD cover. Yep. 
It's great. Anyway. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in time. So anyway, uh, uh, back to the comic real quick. Uh, so on eBay, uh, most of what I can find graded for Turtles number one is third printing. Okay. Okay. Which uh, usually seems to run seven fifty nine hundred something like that graded. Um, there is a there is one that I found second printing graded at a six point uh, It's it's listed for two grand. But there is one that I found thus far, but I haven't, you know, gone many, many pages in. There is one here, first printing, graded at a five point five sign. It's listed for twelve five. Whether they'll get it or not, I don't know. Yeah. It's got hundred and twenty five watchers right now. So there you go. That's crazy. Still not as crazy as somebody paying fifteen thousand dollars for a Cheeto. That's a rabbit hole we don't have time to get into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, TMNT, if you haven't seen it and you're a fan, check it out. Honestly, really good stuff. The plot is a little convoluted, but it's got a great voice cast, uh, and it, it serves as a sort of sequel to the the first three movies. Um, some really really top notch animation. Seriously, I would have liked to have seen them get the, uh, another chance because they were clearly building up more to do but 2009 layered sells his 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 remaining control of the turtle empire over to viacom who through multiple corporate mergers and takeovers is now property of paramount uh 2011 uh we get a relaunch of a new comic book series from idw with kevin eastman the holdout purist creator as a co-writer and artist on the project uh, I have only read the first 12 issues, but they are fantastic. Um, I know trades. I need to borrow those then because uh, it is amazing. I just wanted to call attention to that because the comic book is awesome. You should go read it. it, it, uh, very good. it it's a it, it gets started in 2011 and it started in 2011 as an origin for the turtles. So it's a, a from the ground sort of restart of the Ninja Turtles. Um, so you can jump in with trade number one and be good to go. Uh, 2012, we get a, our third animated series aired on Nickelodeon for five seasons, uh, ending in 2017. This was the CGI animated, um, uh, but sort of cartoony style, um, that came out in 2012. I haven't watched it. I heard it's good. This is the one that tried to change the turtles, um, catchphrase. It's no longer cowabunga. It's booyakasha. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Ooh, what? Yeah. Moving right oh, along. Cowbunga. Got it. Yeah. Cowbunga or GTFO. Uh, in 2014, we get a quote live action Ninja Turtles movie produced by Platinum Dunes, the people who brought you Transformers. It's Michael Bay's uh, company. From uh, the director of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel, Wrath of the Titans. And Battle Los Angeles uh, on a budget of 125 to 150 million because it never gave a, a flat out number, uh, but it made 493 million dollars at the box office. So, boys, what do you want to say about the Bay Turtles? Um, the, the fact that apparently they have one of the longest ski scenes off the Adirondacks in Upper New York than I've ever seen, and apparently the Adirondacks have sewer access to mm-hmm. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Splinter learned ninjutsu from reading a book. The, Is that the thing you can do? Yes, and the fact that they got turned into, I, I don't want to say superhuman, but like... Mini hulks? Yes, that like, doesn't Raph like punch a trailer and it like goes flying or he picks one up or something? or And their shells like, are indestructible? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And the Foot Clan is a paramilitary group, and the Shredder has a big Iron Man suit. And yeah, this movie's stupid. Yeah, and everyone always defends. Oh yeah, well the turtles were really good though. They got their personalities right. You don't get credit for doing the bare minimum. That's like saying I wrote, I spelled my name correctly on the test. Shouldn't I pass? Um, and the the whole, the whole he's not the Shredder. He's the Shredder, but really he was Shredder. Like what? So flat out, okay, okay, flat out. They changed this movie in post production because script leaked online and fans lost their collective shit. The plan was supposed to be the turtles were not mutants; they were aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, and and um, uh, what's the name? Michael Fickner um was supposed to be the Shredder, not General Schrader. He was supposed to be Shredder. And in post, they shot some scenes with a uh, an Asian guy filmed in in dark lighting to throw in that note that this is Shredder. That that was the plan. Yep, it's not a white guy in an Iron Man suit. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so they changed that in the net. So then we get to the 2016 sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows, which boy gets an A plus for effort. They uh, F minus on execution. Sink into this. Never Just saw it. it. Like Scott said, they crammed, they overcorrected. They tried to cram everything into one movie. We got Bebop and Rocksteady in live action in a movie for once, finally. Okay, cool. Uh, we got an actual Shredder, uh, not a guy in an Iron Man suit. We got the foot as ninjas. We got Krang. We got the Technodrome. We got April as a reporter. We got Casey Jones. In name only, we got a turtle van that had a pizza thrower built into it. We got Baxter Stockman. We've got Karai. Yeah. All in one movie. It was popular in the cartoon. It got put into this movie. For about five minutes. Yep. Now we're going to name drop. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I, I have to give them a little bit of credit. Just just a little bit. Okay. Because first of all, the, the, the action scene with the turtle van was kind of cool. It was a decent little opening. All right. Yeah. And better, than, I, better than anything in the previous movie. I'll yeah, get that. And, and and I did like like the the visuals in this, the look of Prank, the look of the Technodrome. But yeah, the the, the whole weird thing with Shredder and the prison and the, the stuff and that that plot wise, it's great. They they just went pure kind of visuals. The visuals. They literally. God, sorry. No, that's fine. Okay, anyway. They literally put Shredder on ice. At the yes. end of Act One, yes, yeah. Um, I just want to share that the only part of the Ninja Turtles movie that came out, the Michael Bay one, that I enjoyed was when they were in the elevator and started like freestyling. Yeah, that's the part everyone points to, and I'm like, yeah, you don't get credit for one good scene. Yeah, that's like that was it. <laughs> uh, I the only thing I'll say is I, I will defend my boy. Um, Casey Jones was played by Stephen Amell, aka the Green Arrow. And look, it's not his fault 
that they wrote a completely different character and then named it Casey Jones. It's not his fault. That's all I'm going to say. Apparently I have to watch this movie. No, you don't. Oh, okay, I don't. That brings us to 2018 Rise of the TMNT, another animated series which ran for two seasons. The only thing I know about this is people didn't like the redesigns of the characters. It's literally all I know. Rise of the King of the Battle of the Planet of the Ninja Of the Jones. Dawn of the, yeah, Revenge of the... <clears throat> so, right. that brings us up to the present, more or less. So, we're going to take a look at what we know is coming. Here's going to be some of the meat of this episode. Just this week, we got our first actual look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem coming to theaters this summer, August 4th. Um, boys, we've all watched the trailer, the teaser. What did you think? Um, uh, go ahead. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. I like that the the turtles are all voiced by teenagers. Um, I like that it's from the mind of Seth Rogen, so you know that it's going to appeal to just more than kids. I love uh, that he's described as from permanent teenager. Yeah, <laughs> Seth from Rogen. permanent yeah. teenager. Yeah. Um, I, I hopefully it's an indication of the level of comedy that's going to be in the movie, but the part where Roth's sigh gets stuck in Donnie's leg, um, hilarious. I just, I'm hoping that that is like the type of comedy that's throughout the whole movie. And from the voice cast, I can only oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. That that's that's the way it's going to be. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I probably will end up going to see it. It's now that I've seen a, a trailer for it and like a teaser. Yeah, it's something I think I would go see. Scott, what do you think? Right now, the only thing that gives me any kind of looking forward to for this is just the animation style. Thank you. Yes. Like like visually, it looks great and and i i have a little bit of a disagreement with 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 jay like the 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 whole thing of like the side getting stuck in in uh in donnie's leg and everything i really hope that is not the level of humor we have all the way through this yeah starting out when you're introducing your characters and you're trying to establish that that they're, that they're teenagers you know, and they're kids and they're playing around and they're they're doing what they're not supposed to. And they're out away from, you know, Splinter and, you know, they're goofing off and enjoying themselves. Yeah, you get the humor. But by act two of this story, when the plot is full on and you have villains and, and you they, they have to become heroes. We have to abandon that, you know, goofy humor for them actually, hey. These kids actually have been trained how to fight. They actually do know what they're doing. And, you know, they they, they, they have to stop the, the, the childish, the, the overall goofy humor. You're still going to get humor in Act 2 and everything. Yeah, but you know what I mean? We, we can't be getting still that same stuff in Act 2 and Act 2. I got you. I got you. You don't want them to be buffoons. Yes. And there's there's a level of that 
that is acceptable because again, they're, they're teenagers. And that's one thing that Seth Rogen said he wanted to play up with. We really want to bring out the teenage and teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Everyone always focuses on the Ninja thing. Let's focus on these are teenagers. And I'm with Jay. I love the fact that they cast actual teenagers as the voice actors. Um, They look and sound like teenagers and teenagers can be dumb. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um. The animation style looks amazing. Like Scott said, it, 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 it has kind of um, into the Spider-Verse kind of vibe to it, but not quite. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks it looks different and unique and awesome. Um, the turtle designs look great. Um, and, and okay, here we go. Jay brought this up. Let me jump into it. So we don't know anything about the plot. We got like a minute and a half teaser with some footage to kind of give us a, hey, this is coming and here's kind of the vibe we're going for. That's all we really got from this trailer. But we also got the main cast voice list reveal. So here we go. As Mondo Gecko, Paul Rudd. As Baxter Stockman, Giancarlo Esposito. As Leatherhead, Rose Byrne. As Splinter, Jackie fucking Chan. That's his real middle name. People don't know that. As Bebop, Seth Rogen. As Rocksteady, John Cena. As uh, Wingnut. Natasha Dimitriou from What We Do in the Shadows as Cynthia Utron, Maya Rudolph as Superfly, Ice Cube as Ray Filet, Post Malone uh, as April Ayo, I'm going to mispronounce this last name, I'm sorry as Dabiri and as Genghis Frog, Hannibal Burris uh, and then our turtles are played by uh, Leo is Nicholas Cantu Mikey is Shaman Brown Jr., Donnie is Micah Abbey, and Raph is Brady Noon. If you haven't heard of any of them, don't worry. Again, they're teenagers, but they all have prior voice acting experience. So the cast is awesome, but let's be nerds a minute and look at those characters I just named. They are most definitely not the core characters we have seen over and over and over again. But I still don't see where we're getting no love for Yusagi Yojimbo. Well, okay, here's the thing with Usagi Yojimbo. He's not actually part of the Ninja Turtles franchise. Usagi Yojimbo existed prior to the Ninja Turtles. The creator is friends with Eastman and Laird. So the reason we got Usagi Yojimbo in an episode of the cartoon and an action figure is because they were buddies. And they're like, hey, dude, you want to get in on some of this? Well, we'll make an action figure of Usagi Yojimbo and you can keep the money. It's like, okay, cool. So they don't actually own that character. Well, fine. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so tons of awesome characters from the cartoon, from the action figure line. Uh, it's called Mutant Mayhem, and after looking at this list, we know why. Um, I have a feeling we're we're going to save Shredder in the foot as as maybe a lingering big bad and setting that up to maybe for future movies, because obviously they want this to be a franchise. Yeah. And um, yeah. Where, where is Metalhead? I feel like you get to Metalhead movie two or three because doesn't Donnie build Metalhead? Mm, oh shit, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's working on it in the background and we pay it off in movie two or three? Uh, let's see here. Metalhead, it depends on which, which version you're seeing him in. But yes, he. I think in the original he was built by, by Donnie. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to see some Metalhead. 
Yeah, again, uh, this is like, this is crazy. I don't know how much screen time these characters are going to get total. Um, we're doing Bebop and Rocksteady, so I don't know if we're separating them from the foot and shredder. Um, and maybe they get recruited later. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the story is, but this voice cast is awesome, and these character lineup is just like, wow, this is tons of people I've never seen in a movie before. This could be really fun. So I am all on board with it. This looks awesome. I can't wait to go see this. Yes. But that is not the only Ninja Turtles coming down the pipeline. Oh. So these next two are going to be a little vague because not a whole lot is known about it. So they've already announced they have an intention of doing spinoff projects from Mutant Mayhem, which probably explains why there's such a deep bench of mutant characters. Uh, they want to make spinoffs for Turtles of Villains and side characters. Um, who? We don't know. Um, I sort of think we might be getting around to, and this might be my deep cut of the episode. Uh, not as quite as deep as the role-play game that Scott pulled, but does anyone remember a comic book called um, The Mighty Mutanimals? Uh, no. Yeah. So Archie Comics back in the 90s did a spin-off Turtles comic called um oh shit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures. It was a comic book version of the cartoon characters. So if you were a kid and wanted to read a Ninja Turtles comic, you picked up TMNT Adventures. It was made for kids. If you were a teenager and wanted to read the cool shit, you get the regular Ninja Turtles. But there was a spin-off of TMNT Adventures that had was was a team up of all the side characters, um, several of which are in Mutant Mayhem, called the Mighty Mutanimals. Kind of wondering if we're circling around to that again, maybe? Mm, I hope not. Well, that begs my question. If we're going to do Ninja Turtles spinoffs, what characters do you want to build a spinoff movie around? Metalhead. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm game. It's all in one. My robot Earl. Uh, I don't know. Yes, yeah, that's kind of the problem. Is that 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 hits me? It's kind of like Sony trying to make all these random Spider-Man villain one-off movies. It's like, yeah, I don't really care about that villain outside of fighting Spider-Man. So, like, there's some cool characters, but like, would I watch an April O'Neil spinoff movie? Probably not. A Foot Clan movie, maybe I don't know. Like the origins of the Foot, or like a prequel movie about the 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 rivalry between uh, Shredder and Splinter before they became Shredder and Splinter. I like I, I don't know how you spin off. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. I just I I don't I don't see it. Yeah. But either way, I'm more excited about that than the prospect of our next project. Um, brace yourselves, boys. Platinum Dunes and Paramount ain't done yet. Announced in 2018, Platinum Dune, uh, the Michael Bay production company, and Paramount wants to do a live-action reboot of the Ninja Turtles. Okay. In 2021, it was announced the screenplay will be written by Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live and his brother. Okay. That is all we know. 
Nothing new since 2021 has been announced, but they haven't said it's canceled. So as far as I know, it's still in development. Sounds like fun. Are, are we excited about a Michael Bay produced SNL Colin Jost written live action Ninja Turtles movie? No. I, I think Jake kind of said all that needs to be said there. I, I feel like he had a shot. And... You had two shots. You fucked it up twice. I don't know. Well, that brings us to our final uh, topic then tonight, boys. Well, final, not the same topic, but the final thing. The last thing we're going to talk about tonight. <clears throat> So, we just went through the entire abridged history of the Ninja Turtles franchise. We took a look forward at upcoming projects. Uh, we talked a little bit about the the new movie, because, again, we don't know a whole lot about it yet. We've got, you know, a cast and a minute and a half a look at it. It's, looks looks fairly excited for it. So, boys, as fans of the Ninja Turtles, uh, as I will even go out and say lifelong fans, because we've been... F- we have been fans of this franchise as long as it's existed. Uh, Jay, we were the straight-up target demographic for that cartoon and them toys. Yes. And I don't think we've yes. ever outgrown it, so... No. Yeah. Definitely not. Scott, Scott, Scott played the goddamn role-play game because he's Scott Cox. I did. Yeah. Of course he did, because of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. So... Did. That being said, boys, what do we as fans actually want to see? If in a miracle world, the people who own the franchise at at Paramount came to you and sat you down and said, what do you want to see us do with the Ninja Turtles property? What do you want? Go, boys. Car Blanche, Blue Sky, this shit. What do you want? I I would like a new role-playing game. There you go. I mean, I'm I'm straight up. I'm I'm not just saying that because it's you know comedic for me, but uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, I mean it, it it's rife because um, uh, crap. Renegade Studios just recently released Transformers, GI Joe, and Power Rangers role playing games, and it, they're they're decently successful. The the books are selling. They've got you know good support coming out. It, it's it's a beautiful time. For, for for this style of, of, of thing for these these older properties, um, uh, and, and such the uh, the IDW uh, board game sold decently well. It's not a bad little miniatures board game. It's fun. We need to break that out. You know, yes, we do. Especially since so we use my, my 3D printed uh, and designed uh, uh, player aid. That I yeah. Made. So you know, uh, which has one of my favorite mechanics. Uh, I've never seen that. The dice borrow mechanic. Yeah, the dice borrow. It, it's great. Um, but yeah, um, that that I would love to see. Uh, I, I think that would be be really good. Um, as far as actual media is concerned, one thing I would really like to see is I, I kind of wouldn't mind to see some sort of like an uh, an, an animated adaptation of the IDW storyline. Uh, you know, and stuff. You know, give me give me some turtles that that's that that's not. Give me some mature turtles. Yeah, do it anime style. Yeah. That'd be cool. Some, the some, last Ronin book is great. Some uh, mid-20s mutant ninja turtles. Sure. <laughs> Instead of teenage. There are still teenagers in the new comic. Oh. Yeah. You would know. 
I want old grizzled mopey Leonardo <laughs> wandering okay. around sticking people with his sword. Uh, no, not really. No, I okay. Um, I kind of, I don't know. Like, what we're getting is kind of cool, but one thing I miss is the games. Yeah. I miss the games. And I was just thinking about this because we just started a new season of Diablo. I think like an open world sandbox Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style Diablo 3 like top down hack and slash sort dungeon of crawler thing would be cool. Well, Jay, I am contractually obligated to point out to you that just last year they released a sequel to the amazing uh, evergreen popular Ninja, Ninja Turtles arcade game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. You remember okay. that one? The the four-player yeah. side-scroll beat-em-up game? Yes. That was in every arcade ever? Okay. Yes. They, they released a sequel to that now, uh, but you can play as also Casey Jones, April, and Splinter in addition to the Turtles. You can play, I think, up to like six players at one time. Cool. It's not the game you're talking of. I get that. But uh, they did put out a new retro Turtles game, so I, I have to bring that up. Um, But that's just like in my mind right now what I think would be kind of fun. Like, That'd be badass, man. You know, go with you, your buddies, go fight some Foot Clan. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I guess you could do other characters, like Casey Jones. I think would be a popular one. I don't know how you would do, like, you do a group you, thing. You'd have to like, you take the four turtles and you make them classes, and then you fit other characters. Like Casey Jones would be in the brawler class that is Raph. Okay. Uh, Leo would be your, I don't know, warrior class, and that would be like you license Usagi Ujimbo and put him in there. Um, Mondo Gecko would fit in the like skater category that Mikey's in. Donnie would be your tech guy, and you could fit in like, I don't know, Baxter Stockman or somebody in there. That's how I would do it anyway. I'm just spitballing ideas. I just think that'd be kind of neat, just something different. Yeah, that'd be fun. Or like, you know, you could have that conversation prior to like you could play solo and then you get teamed up with three AI turtles and then you could play with up to three of your friends and then you could just debate on who's gonna be who. Cause usually everybody has their own favorite turtle and then yeah. most of the time it doesn't overlap if you're lucky. <laughs> Well, there you just introduce different designs for the turtles, so you can play as multiple characters, but different designs. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. They're they're from the multiverse. Exactly. I want Prime Turtle. We're on black and white, and I talk in a grizzled voice in voiceover, like it's a Frank Miller comic. (laughs) I want Michael Bay Turtle. Where no, 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 where I. Don't do anything because just try to bang Megan Fox for an hour and a half. That's what you want. Yeah, with my giant turtle penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's apparently half the length I am or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of with Jay on this. Um I'm really looking forward to Mutant Mayhem. I think it looks really good. Um, um, the, the bit, little bit I've seen of it so far, I, I think that's a good direction to go with the Turtles. I, I, I think it's in good hands with Seth Rogen, things I never thought I'd say. Um, but Seth Rogen's um, Invincible series uh, on Amazon was amazing. So 
maybe I'm just wrong about Seth uh, Seth Rogen. Maybe he can make this work. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But gun to my head, if I had to pitch an idea for a Turtles project, go back to 1990. Give me a live action Turtles with no friggin' CGI. Go back to old school guys in suits. Think what we could do now with 2023 uh, suit tech, the materials we can use and, and the advancements in servo motors and, and things like that. Like think how amazing those could look now. Think of the amazing action sequences you could do with like a, a um, John Wick style fight choreography with ninjas. Yeah. Especially with Liam Neeson as Splinter. <laughs> you keep Jackie Chan as Splinter. I'm cool with that. Okay. <laughs> I've trained you all to have a very specific Earth. set of skills. Maybe you go, you go Jet Li. I don't know. Jet Li can be Shredder. There you go. Jackie Chan versus Jet Li. That'll put butts in seats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, John, that's not a bad idea. I would see that movie. A live action guys in turtle suits Ninja Turtle movie. Um, I think it could be fun. Jason Momoa as Casey Jones. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Uh, yeah, but look, like that, the, the the movie side seems to be pretty handled. I I'm sure within the next three to five years we'll get another animated series because it feels like there always is. Um, yeah, Bradley Cooper is Casey Jones. It's too old. Uh, and Jason Momoa is not. Jason Momoa <laughs> doesn't age. <laughs> uh, what? He's, he's one of those people. <laughs> uh Keanu Reeves as Baxter Stockman. Well, that's weird. That's a yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is Usagi Yojimbo. I'm cool with that. Now nah, let's just misplace everybody. Oh, okay. <sighs> Liam Neeson as April O'Neil. <laughs> Can we just put Liam Neeson in every role? <laughs> Shredder, Liam Neeson, Baxter Stockman, Liam, ne- Bebop, and Rocksteady, Liam Neeson. <laughs> April's Le- friend, Urba, Liam Neeson. But it's Liam Neeson doing roles from different movies. No, what, what what we need to do is we just we just need to we just need to download the footage for the original movie, you know, and I can call it that because that's the actual subtitle on the Blu-ray. Um, and, uh, um, uh, just, just dub over all the lines with just Liam Neeson lines from Liam Neeson movies. Yes. You know, just really awkward lines from like Schindler's List, you know, mutiny on the bounty. Use Qui-Gon Jinn for Leonardo. (laughs) Promise me you'll train the boy. Um, what was that movie, that Snowplow movie? I never saw it. The Snowplow movie? Uh, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's a stupid pun. It's like out cold or something like that. Cold, cold Pursuit? Yes, that's it. Yeah, it was dumb. Okay. It's uh, like a weird black comedy that they tried to sell as a Liam Neeson action movie, but it's not a Liam Neeson action movie. It's weird. Uh, let's see what else. Um... 
okay. The gray. So I, I'm confused by something. Okay. Okay. You said Mutiny on the Bounty. There hasn't been a Mutiny on the Bounty movie since 1962, with the exception of a TV movie uh, in 2011, and and Liam Neeson is not in that. Um, Scott? What? There's one that has Mel Gibson and uh, Anthony Hopkins, I think. Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is the, the captain. Hang on. You, you all go ahead and talk. I'm 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 doing okay. on here. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that'd be I. Uh, going back to what you said, John, about the live action '90s. Yeah, that'd be really cool, especially with well, the like, technology we have today. It works like, so well. No, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say everything's like CG now. Like, look at the Michael Bay movie. It was just they seemed out of place being CG. What pissed me off, so the Michael Bay movie has almost the same philosophy as for the Ninja Turtles as they do the Transformers in Transformers, which is we made them expensive CGI characters. So we can't, every time they're on screen, it's expensive CGI. So we don't get them. They become a special effect. They're not the actual characters. And yeah. that's what pissed me off. Um, it, it It's... Um, so yeah, when people are like, oh, well, they got the characters right. Like, yeah, but again, they were reduced to being like, so just think back to the 1990 movie and how great they looked on screen using 40-year-old yes. technology. Imagine what we could do with that now. With a, and, and that movie had a shoestring budget. To shoot that movie with $13 million, even in 1990, that was scraping by. Give them, a, give them $150, $200 million now and give us really well done physical suits to be awesome. Um, by the way, Scott is called The Bounty from 1984. Yeah, I, I just now found it. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. I just think uh, that'd be cool. And, and, and you, you, you know, again, especially if you get uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop back involved, so you can get the the molds they used back then. Uh, so the the turtles have that same kind of look and feel to them because then we're all about like uh, uh, the legacy sequel thing now. Like that's still making money. You know, Top Gun thirty years later is making shit tons of money. The only way you can really do a legacy sequel with turtles is to bring back those character designs and those voice actors. Bam! There you go. Uh, I, I I'm just I was gonna say. That your your movie needs to have Corey Feldman in it somewhere. Well, yeah. Well, he has to come back to do the voice of Donnie, but we'll give him a cameo somewhere. Yes. Are all the voice actors this? Are they still alive? No idea. Uh, you're claustrophobic. Hey, I never even looked into their dude. Fight, fight. Kitchen, kitchen. <laughs> Ninja kick the damn rabbit. See, I could quote that movie all day. Oh, and then you have to bring back um, um, Sam Rockwell <laughs> as random gang leader dude. <laughs> and yes. cigarettes to kids. <laughs> yes. You want menthol or regular? Uh, yeah. Greatest Turtles movie ever made. Yes. Uh, 
I think that's all we've got. Is there anything else turtles wise anybody wants to get off their chest? Scott's already gone in a, down a rabbit hole about being on the bounty. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> Any final thoughts about Ninja Turtle Scott before we say goodnight? Uh no. I think we've covered everything. Um yeah. You got that thing? I am jiggy with it. All right then. We're gonna go out. We're gonna hit you with some big old nostalgia. Uh this is something else I want to see reworked back into a movie somewhere. Get those rights, damn it. But do it like with a big orchestra because that'd be cool. All right. So that has been our look back and forward at the past, present, and future of the Ninja Turtles franchise. And with that, thank you for listening to your weekly Nerd Alert. Roll it, Donnie.